0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number seven of Building Strength with Theo Lim. I'm your host, Theo Lim, and today we got Coach D in the cut once
1: again. You guys miss me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to talk about um, nutrition. We're going to start with nutrition and we'll go from there. We have a slightly, we have a more flexible episode today. So we're just gonna roll with it. So D,
1: how's your day? Did you train today? I did train today. What did you hit today? Oh, uh, we did some shoulders today, overhead press, some dumbbell bench. Right, right now I'm focusing on um, push my push muscles. So I'm training like my chest, my shoulder, my triceps three times a week. So that's oh, the focus sure. right now. How many days are you training right now? Right now I'm training five days a week. Okay. So when I want to give a particular body part um more focused so what i'll typically do is i just train that muscle more i like i think three three times a week is a good number four you're probably overdoing it yep. and you probably won't get any recovery as well so let's let's say i call these phases mm-hmm. so you're doing say like monday wednesday friday upper yeah so and something like that the lower on the other days mm-hmm. so like uh let's say you want to bring up your chest so i might do chest three times a week mm-hmm. monday wednesday th- Friday, something like that and if I want to focus on back it would be pretty much the same scheme right so like back mm-hmm. Monday Wednesday Thursday cool. and how long do you do how long are you gonna do this phase for uh, typically I'll do a phase for four weeks shit cool I, I like that because I, I find that once you get past four weeks those joints start taking a beating so you need to back off a little bit mm-hmm. and also because you're focusing on something else other things are going to take a back seat. So if you neglect those things for too long, you're going to start regressing in that as well. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so I
0: posted up some pictures on Instagram of D potato triceps, <laughs> big ass shoulders. People are wondering,
1: what's your typical day of eating looks like? My typical day. Okay, so I work out right after breakfast. So, I always have breakfast when I get up. Um, Right now, for breakfast, I'm really loving the bagels, man. Mm -hmm. Having two of those before my workout. Um, Because right now, I'm I'm not really tracking my macros. And also because I want to be in a calorie surplus and put on some more muscle mass. I... Typically when I'm not tracking I eat a lot more fats so right now with those two bagels. I'm having things like whole eggs um, Even throwing things like avocados so like when I'm cutting where I'm drastically reducing my fat intake Mm -hmm. to like I won't have things like um, avocados right or I'll have less Pretty much whether I'm I'm cutting or I'm bulking. I'm eating the same thing except I just adjust the portions so remember guys, there's no magic foods that are gonna make you leaner. Yeah. It's, it's more so about quantity. It's not what you eat, it's how much you eat. So you're enjoying the fats while you can. I'm enjoying right the now. fats while okay. I can, man.
0: Okay, so you have the bagels, you have eggs, you have avocados. then you train. And then I train. Okay, so what
1: happens, what do you do after you train? Uh, after I train, I always have um, a whey protein shake. Like, honestly, guys, this is one of the easiest habits you can get into just for more gains. Like, I always have a protein shake right after my workout. Um, I probably get more protein than I need to. But I would say, for the average person, they typically don't get enough protein, especially if you don't eat a lot of meat. Then you're definitely gonna want to do that because if you you don't have enough protein even if you're getting enough calories and you're in a surplus to grow you will not grow as well if you don't have sufficient protein you got to think of your body and building muscle as a house okay so you can't build muscle out of thin air guys you cannot create Something from nothing. So think of the protein as building blocks. They're literally the bricks mm-hmm. to build your house. You have no bricks, how are you going to build a bigger house?
0: I like it. I like it. So you do the protein shake. Then what? You have a meal right um, after that? or you Oh wait? yeah,
1: continue on that. I have a protein shake and I also have um some form of uh simple sugars. This is because... Um, I want an insulin spike right after my workout. So um, I do a simple sugar, but there's certain options that are better than others. Right now, I'm doing gummy bears. Mm-hmm. So You guys might be asking, oh, why are you doing gummy bears? So the particular brand that I buy, which is called Haribo, they're gummy bears. It's made from glucose syrup. Mm-hmm and dextrose so dextrose and it's pretty much pure glucose i want that because the absorption is gonna be crazy fast the other brands of gummy bears do not have dextrose in it does not it's not made from glucose syrup so that's why i'm doing that but um if you don't want to do gummy bears you can find other sources of dextrose or pure glucose so um you could get dextrose powder and just throw that along with your whey isolate and or you can do fruits so um i remember before i got into more into the nutrition i would always have something like um like a banana after workout but the thing about banana is that it's mainly fructose so we're looking for glucose guys like i this is getting really Mm sciencey And if you're new to training and fitness, you don't need to worry about all this, but I'm just trying to squeeze out like every last bit of gains that I can. Um, The reason you want glucose is right after a workout, you want to replenish your glycogen Mm -hmm. stores because you just depleted them training. If you replenish your glycogen, you grow better, you build muscle better when your glycogen stores are full. And also, if you refill your glycogen stores and replenish them right after a workout, the workout's coming up after that, you'll also be more recovered from that, and you'll train better for that as well. So that's why I do the glucose. So so going back to the fruits, I don't do bananas because it's mainly fructose. So you want to look for fruits that are high in glucose. So some recommendations are um, dates. Dates have the most glucose out of, I believe, any fruit. Uh, Another good one is, um, what else is there? Apricots. That's really good. And rice cakes are good too. See, like, you guys don't have to do the gummy bears. I just like eating them because they're tasty (laughs) pretty much. Like, you guys can do any of those options. One thing I used to do as well is um, rice cakes with jam. Mm-hmm. And you guys know I just mentioned apricots. So you can even get an apricot jam. That that'll be even better.
0: How's strawberry jam? Uh,
1: Strawberry's good. I like strawberry.
0: Is it fructose as well? or?
1: Uh, I believe it is fructose. Okay. But since you're getting the rice cakes as well, mm-hmm. so you're good in that sense. So I, I do the simple sugar to spike my insulin. And did you guys know that whey isolate also spikes your insulin? So it's like a it's like a super transport highway of nutrients straight to my muscles. That's, that's why I do that right after my workout. So you're in a surplus
0: right now, so you can pretty much go at it. So is this why the general recommendation for people in a deficit is also to eat the carbohydrates around the workout? The, for the same reasons as in refilling the glycogen? Yes,
1: this, this would still apply even if you're cutting. Because um, I think it's especially more important when you're cutting because you have less energy. So you wanna, it's gonna become an uphill battle because you're, you're trying to, you're using the weight training to keep your muscle. So the role of your food, aside from utilizing to get leaner and being a calorie deficit is that you're using it for performance. So that, that is why this also applies when you're cutting. And probably more so because you wanna maximize everything you can when you're cutting, when training is gonna, there's gonna come a point where training becomes harder. Okay. So recovery becomes a huge part of the game at that point.
0: Side note, on the IG live, Courtney said, Raisin Bran
1: and Cashew Milk. That's right Courtney, excellent choice. We only have raisin bran with cashew milk or almond milk. Right, not regular milk. <laughs> not regular milk. What? It's just—it's not the same. It's not the, it just tastes
0: better, man. Huh. <laughs> you guys are hearing this, so we got gummy bears. Pick the right brand. <laughs> Haribo. And Haribo. And raisin bran. Pick the right milk. <laughs> All right, so you get the you get the whey, you get the whey protein. Mm-hmm. And you I get your sugar. you get your sugars. Mm -hmm. then so
1: this is immediately after the workout yeah so i have this like right after my workout
0: okay and when do you have the next meal or what is your next meal
1: um typically for my next meal um i'll have that probably 90 minutes after 60 to 90 minutes after depending on how hungry i am and that that meal is typically uh, a protein source of Right now, probably. I do chicken or beef. Uh, and I do a white rice. I probably have some veggies along with that. Mm-hmm. So the white rice, even more carbs. You want to pack in the carbs around your workout time to maximize your muscle growth. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're reducing your carbs, whether for whatever reason, trying to cut or whatever, and you, even when you have less carbs to work with, You really want to pack it in around your workout time, meaning before and after. Before, to so you can feel your performance, Mm -hmm. and after so you can recover. Okay,
0: if you're because you know a lot more about this than I do, if you were to get more into the, well, okay, my question is basically, you refill your glycogen levels, Mm -hmm. and this helps your body recover
1: better. This, this helps your body recover better. Exactly. So the muscles, they're, they're pretty much, they're not going to be as beat up. Right. And so physiologically, your body actually, you actually build muscle better when your glycogen stores are topped off. Okay. And um, I know we, we've been saying glycogen a lot, and you guys may not know what that is, but glycogen is uh, pretty much uh, the stored carbohydrate. Um these are the reserves mm-hmm. in your body. Uh so you so you have glycogen stores in your muscle tissue as well as your liver. Okay. Um a big point of why I choose pure glucose over fructose is that fructose replenishes liver glycogen. We actually want to replenish muscle glycogen. Mm-hmm. So that's why we do the glucose. So I forgot to mention that. Right. So it's not in the liver, it's so with, um, um, so be because, um, the, the reason we want the glucose mm-hmm. is that glucose is immediately used to replenish muscle glycogen. Whereas right. if you ingest fructose that goes into refilling your liver glycogen. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So
0: you have your pre-workout meal, you have your post-workout shake and simple sugars you've got your post-workout meal you said about 60 to 90 minutes after rice protein source and vegetables Do you have
1: one or two more meals after that yeah so tip typically my my day goes like this I have my breakfast and then I have my around what time do you have the breakfast me uh t- I I train at I train I start warming up at around like 10 30 mm-hmm. that's just my schedule so I like to be done eating mm-hmm. a minimum 90 minutes beforehand so like i want to get in my breakfast bef- be done eating my breakfast before 9 a.m if i'm training at 10 and obviously there there comes into things like um the size of the meal so the bigger the meal the more time you're going to need to let it digest you don't want it you don't want to worry about digestion before you're working out because Digestion actually takes a huge part of your energy reserves away. So this this is actually why they tell you to fast before you go to hospital for like surgery or whatever. Because you wanna let's say you're going to surgery, you wanna fast because you wanna save that energy mm-hmm. for recovering after the surgery. Okay. Uh but yeah, so at my breakfast I have my protein shake right after my workout mm-hmm. I have a meal of typically rice meat and veggies and then later on for dinner I'll, I'll have the same meal so so I always have the same breakfast then the protein shake and then my post-workout meal I'll I'll have that twice yeah and that's that's to my day yeah. the three three big meals
0: mm-hmm.
1: and one protein shake that's, that's how I like to eat. Okay.
0: And again, you you seem to always be hiding your secret cereal meal. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Just. So do you have the cereal right now? Or are you going to have cereal after we do this podcast?
1: You know what? I, I just might. But right now, it's it's funny because um, when I'm cutting, when I'm leaner, mm-hmm. I, I think if you guys ever get really lean in your life, um, you're going to you're really going to start craving carbs. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's because one of the reasons is because your, be, your, your glycogen stores are going like, to be depleted. They're going to be depleted when you're cutting, right? And because you're in a constant calorie deficit, they never really get refilled yeah. optimally. Right. So your body's smart. It's going to want carbs. It's going to want sugars. So um, when I diet, man, I really, really mm-hmm. want cereal. <laughs> and right now so right now it's not too much of a craving yeah right now i only have um two boxes of cereal in my house i'm not really touching them Mm -hmm. where (laughs) once i finish my diet i have like like five six boxes man different kinds and i I reach for it like every night (laughs) okay that's
0: awesome so sorry go
1: ahead (laughs) yeah i like i like i like having cereal after dinner just like as a dessert so three main meals mm-hmm. shake
0: and breakfast some cereal if you want some extra calories nice okay and any plans for you to like diet down
1: or lean out in the next um couple months uh right right now I'm just enjoying myself but I kind of been too indulgent lately mm-hmm. honestly for like the last month's been I've been drinking a lot of beers guys yeah. <laughs> I love my beers mm-hmm. um, and because I'm I'm not actively trying to cut right now I'm a lot more free in the food that I eat so right now I'm eating out a lot too so if you guys are eating out a lot you're gonna be getting a lot of fat in your diet so you don't even have to worry about including any fat in your diet because you're yeah. you're totally gonna go over but i'll probably start um i might do a powerlifting meet in the summer mm-hmm. so i i walk around like three to five pounds above my weight class but what i'll typically do is so i compete in the 162 weight class right now i'm about 166 165 uh holding a lot more fat so um from the time let's say if the meat is four months away that's typically when i start dieting i'll diet. I'll cut down for like six, six to eight weeks and I can get down to like the the mid 150s like quick, like that. Yeah. And and then with at least two months up, I'll actually start eating up. Yeah. But staying around the one sixty two. So let's say if I start off at one sixty six, I'll cut down to maybe one fifty eight.
0: Yeah, because you compete 165 or 166. Yeah,
1: around one, the the weight class is 162.8. So I I like to take myself a couple pounds below that. So then I could start eating up into the meat. Whereas when people are cutting weight, I'm actually in a nice surplus. So my training feels good. My joints feel good. That's a
0: very good strategy.
1: Yeah, but you got to give yourself time. There is no excuse to not make your weight. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, you signed up for the meet. You know when it is. Yeah. I, I kind of compare it to like taking a test in like school. Yeah. If you know the test is four weeks away, you better start studying for it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to study mm-hmm. like and cram the night before. That's like doing a stupid and really drastic water cut. Yeah, that's actually
0: one of um in episode number six with Ramula. He said that's one of his keys to his like consistent progress. Mm-hmm. Like he plans well ahead of that meet. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know if you've, um, if you've seen his numbers from the last like three years, he's put a solid 200 pounds on his total. Jeez. Yeah. So he just consistent progress and he's saying planning for that meet key. Okay. Anything else you want to add to the uh, your daily diet? Any secrets you're withholding?
1: Um, so right right now, because I'm I'm in a surplus, I'm not as hungry. So when your body fat is higher, mm-hmm. you're actually not as hungry. So you gotta find ways to get in more calories. Yeah, that are easy. So like I, I started doing things like I add I mix Gatorade powder in my uh, BCAAs. Mm-hmm. And i'll sip on that during my workout it's just an easy way to get extra carbs so like this is a really good tip for if you're a skinny guy and you're trying to get Mm -hmm. more calories in like that's a really easy way yeah what how many calories is in the scoop of gatorade Uh, 150
0: uh, calories how many carbs do you know the carbs? i
1: i i put in about anywhere between 30 to 60 grams Mm -hmm. of carbs from it yeah oh that's a good amount yeah and yeah, you, gotta, you guys really got to weigh your food because I, I thought I was getting around 40 grams of carbs from it. Mm-hmm. Just saying, oh, two tablespoons. So I, I, I throw that in a oh, little yeah. bit more. But then I actually weighed it and I was like, holy shit, this is an extra 15, 20 grams of carbs Yeah, so you're that underestimating. I'm you're definitely underestimating. Okay.
0: Do you want to talk about, um, I don't think we talked about supplements last time, or did we?
1: Uh, no, I don't think we did.
0: What's your like daily?
1: What are your staples? Because th- people always love to ask about supplements. hmm. Um, I take creatine mm-hmm. Every day five grams. Um, here's here's the thing about creatine uh, If you're under 200 pounds, just need five grams daily uh, If you're above 200 pounds, you can take 10 grams just because you're bigger you need more uh I know some people load their creatine mm-hmm. I don't do that here here's the thing about creatine you just need it in your body and you need you need it to build up so you have a reserve of it It's not something that you're gonna take and it's gonna work right away. Mm-hmm. so you have to allow creatine to saturate your muscles and the thing about um, creatine saturation is that it will always come to a hundred percent once you have enough yeah. so there's really no point. In loading it
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it's gonna get to a hundred percent eventually over time right uh my my beef with loading it is that they're telling you to take anywhere from like 20 to 25 grams a day for like a week yeah that's just gonna make you shit bro you're ingesting a lot <laughs> of powder and it's not gonna feel good on your stomach yeah so yeah just take just take the five grams daily uh, your muscles will be saturated with creatine within two, three weeks instead of one week. Mm-hmm. It's not that serious. It's not worth running to the washroom. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so okay, take, take creatine. Creatine got- um, is it's the number one most researched supplement. It works. Yeah, it actually works. It works, so take mm-hmm. it. Uh, now, I take fish oil. In my opinion, for your health, There is no supplement better than fish oil. Mm -hmm. Um, The brand I take is called Nutri-C. I really like it. Uh, It's pharmaceutical grade, meaning you're going to get a very high absorption. If you're buying really cheap fish oil, and you'll know this because um, you'll probably burp it up and it's going to taste fishy, that's, that's a sign that the quality is not too good. So I i'm huge on fish oil it is amazing for your cardiovascular health your heart um great for your brain uh, what else it's good for your hair and your skin pretty much it does everything so the main thing why fish oil is so special is that it reduces inflammation so with um a lot of diseases of the body there's some form of inflammation, so if you can get inflammation down, you're gonna feel a lot better. Uh, my, you can take fish oil anytime, um, but I like to do it at nighttime. The reason for this being is that you, uh, so as you sleep, when you wake up first thing in the morning, your cortisol level, so your the stress hormone, it's at its highest. when you wake up up. Mm -hmm. so that's that's what this is why the reason for that being is so you feel awake alert Mm -hmm. from the cortisol but um but it doesn't feel too good right so I take the fish oil before I go to bed because fish oil actually reduces cortisol and inflammation so when I wake up I actually feel more clear headed Mm -hmm. and um Really cool thing. I don't know if it's just with me, but when I'm dieting and my macros are on point, every time I take fish oil before bed to a, a good amount of it, I usually wake up with a a new way and low, or my weight is lower mm-hmm. because I I find fish oil is really because it reduces cortisol. Cortisol makes you hold on to water weight, so when I take that, I I lose a lot of water weight overnight. So yeah, just um fun fact
0: yeah so quality fish oil
1: quality fish yeah. oil um yeah. yeah get get the brand C so we got creatine we got fish oil the next in my list is uh cucumin so cucumin is a uh, spice uh another name for it is turmeric
2: mm-hmm.
1: so to tu- uh cucumin is amazing for your joint health. So as a lifter, you're always lifting heavy weights. Get cucumin. Uh pretty much it what what's really good about it is that it also helps raise your testosterone. Right. You guys didn't know that. So I don't know the exact um biological pathways behind that. But yeah, hop on Google, guys. Do your research. But mm-hmm. that that's really good. So for your joint health, cucumin has been proven by research to work. I know a lot of doctors recommend glucosamine.
2: Yeah.
1: Where with glucosamine, there's a correlation. And I've taken it in the past when when I was growing up playing basketball for uh, knee pain. But it didn't... I don't think I really felt anything from it. Whereas cucumin is proven to work. So... You should go for that instead. Mm -hmm. What else am I missing? Um, What do you got? Creatine, fish oil. I take... um, Do you take zinc? Oh, yes, yes. I I do take zinc. So I take zinc and magnesium before bed. Right. It's like pretty much a do-it-yourself ZMA supplement. That's going to help you sleep better and get better quality of sleep. So sleep is crucial crucial for gains. Mm-hmm. If I had to sum it down to um how simple gains can be it's three things. Lift heavy weights so train hard enough, progressively add more weight over time, eat enough food, and get enough sleep. If you mm-hmm. can do all those things consistently, you're going to transform your body completely. Yeah. So zinc and magnesium. I take um I take magnesium bisglycinate. I like this um I like this type of magnesium better because it will sit better in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, if you get some cheap, other forms of magnesium, it's just gonna run through you. It's not gonna feel good either. Like, like what I said earlier about loading creatine. Yeah. Uh, Theo, do you take any uh multivitamin? I think that's a just like a good one to have. Yeah. Right now, no. But uh, yes, that but is you, a good one. You you eat really well with your fruits and vegetables. You get plenty of plants, so yeah. I don't think a uh, multivitamin is uh, crucial. I'm interested, but in it's the... nice. It's nice to have. Yeah, I'm interested in those
0: greens powders.
1: Oh I'm, yeah, you I do have any of that. I I tried it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something like uh, here here's what I will recommend though for a multivitamin and those green powders. So when you're cutting, where you are. You can actually become uh, deficient in certain minerals and, and vitamins because when you're cutting, you have less food to eat. Mm-hmm. And typically, you end up eating the same thing. So you're not getting a wide variety of food. So those green powder and multivitamin, I highly recommend when you are cutting and you're in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. I think um, during that time, that's when it's really, truly going to shine. Mm-hmm. And that's because you're, like I said, you're trying to take advantage of every possible thing that you can control. help you on the cut yeah Hmm. is there any other supplement would you say coffee um caffeine caffeine is a
0: supplement I guess if you take pre-workout
1: you know oh yeah caffeine definitely helps yeah you work out it makes you stronger guys Mm -hmm. makes you stronger it improves your muscular endurance meaning you can get more reps yeah not in the same sense of creatine where creatine works more so with the lower rep range because creatine helps your strength. So we're talking about like six reps and below. Whereas uh, with caffeine and muscular endurance, we're talking about the higher rep range. So let's say typically you can get 12 reps. Mm -hmm. With caffeine, you might get like 15, 14 to 15. So it definitely helps me when I'm doing more reps. Mm -hmm. Caffeine is an amazing performance booster for training. I probably overdo it though.
0: <laughs> I I told you earlier. I can't wait to. I haven't taken pre-workout in like six months. Woo! Can't it's gonna wait. hit you, it's bro. Gonna be, it's gonna be great. <laughs> I've got a couple. Like, which one should I take?
1: It's gonna be good times. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, I've got a really good question about reverse dieting. So, if you guys follow D, or if you haven't followed D before on like Instagram or anything like that, he's gone through a couple really successful cuts and where he dropped a lot of body fat and he leaned out he was crazy lean and then he reverse dieted so the question was like actually, first of all, can you explain reverse dieting? so a reverse
1: diet so a reverse diet is essentially after a diet Mm -hmm. this is where you start reintroducing more calories back into your diet uh, in the form of carbs and fats. So the the reason we reverse diet is because we don't want to put on body fat too quickly. After the cut. After the cut. Right. So, I, so what you can, t- and your reverse diet, we're just going to take you to maintenance calories or just slightly below. And kind of allow your metabolism to catch up. Mm-hmm. Because your metabolism actually drops when you diet for long enough. So you can't just go back to your old maintenance You might gain fat too quick um, my, my view on the reverse diet has changed a lot But I will say um, If for whatever reason You want to keep a lot of your leanness The reverse di- For whether it's you have another competition coming up soon Or a photo shoot or whatever Then reverse dieting is a good idea mm-hmm. Just so you can slowly build it back up yeah. Uh, pretty much, it's just slowly reintroducing more and more calories as the week goes on. Okay. I find the reverse diet could be really tough. Sometimes more tough than the diet, especially if you've been dieting for a long time, because essentially you're still tracking what you're eating. Yeah. You get a little bit more, but not much more, and sometimes that could be hard. It's almost like a tease. Right. Right. Okay. So- but I I find that I do look my best. Yeah, During a reverse diet. Yeah, yeah
0: I remember because you, you stayed pretty much the same level of leanness and you just got bigger.
1: Yeah, and the, the reason being because now that you're reintroducing more calories, especially carbs, your muscles start filling up again. Right. Your glycogen stores yeah. are filling up. Your muscles are pretty much blowing up, but you're just as lean. So I always look my best mm-hmm. a couple weeks after the cut because – Essentially, I have the same leanness. I want to say, I always say, like, it's pretty much like me having 90% of the leanness. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm double the size. Right. From right. the the carbs blowing me up. Yeah.
0: So, the question, like, from the this question, she said that she finds that this is a common topic for women, especially. Because a lot of times, especially women, like, they cut the calories so low. Mm-hmm and then they're maybe overtraining and then at a certain point you're doing so much training you're eating in such a deficit you're doing so much cardio and just the results aren't there anymore like at what point would a reverse diet help
1: someone that's like no longer seeing results oh. in a deficit in a deficit so of uh, the first thing i would have to establish with the person or client is all right man what are your goals are you can you handle taking the cut any deeper mm-hmm. um, do you want to continue to get leaner than you currently are or do you want to stop yeah. so uh, in regards to this question is she asking what to do when the results have stopped
0: I think so yeah um, it sounds like you know if the results have stopped and you know when they, they get really deep in the cut mm-hmm. they're doing a lot of cardio Cause I find it super. It's so difficult for women, cause if they're in a deficit, and say they're hitting like fifteen hundred calories, and then they go even less, like anything less than fifteen hundred calories, to me seems very very difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. That's and that that's typically uh, pretty common right. with women trying to get leaner. It's just women are a lot smaller than men, mm-hmm. and as we know, bigger bodies demand more calories so just because women are much smaller than men they have to eat a lot less on a diet so dieting is much in my opinion dieting is much harder for women
0: mm-hmm. okay but so yeah if they stop seeing results
1: if they stop seeing results you you have to ask yourself are you truly hitting the numbers that uh, you're supposed to be hitting mm-hmm. uh, like if you're in a calorie deficit you're gonna continue losing fat so, if it stalls, then you you probably are not as accurate as you think you are. Right. And, and when it comes to accuracy, I'm talking about weighing, measuring, and tracking every single thing you put in your mouth. Like, mm-hmm. you got to ask yourself, am I truly doing that to 100%? But there... There absolutely comes a point where you cannot dig any deeper, and it's time to stop the diet because mm-hmm. if you don't have a show to compete for, why are you being so strict? Why are you so trying to be so lean for what? Right? Right. Like, what's your what's your end goal? Right? Are you gonna get anything out of all this suffering? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I use the word suffering. Uh, as it pertains to being very, very deep in the cut, like we're talking about like month long cut, like there has to come a point where you have to stop because it's, it's not healthy to be in a, in a deficit for so long. Right. Uh,
0: so slowly reintroduce calories. Like how would you go about that? How
1: would I, honestly, for someone like that, I would take them straight up to maintenance right. for, for someone like that. I would not do a reverse diet, mm-hmm because it seems like the person asking the question is very depleted and they're right. they're done at this point. Right. If you're done, you don't have a show coming up, photo shoot whatever. Yeah. You you just got to take it back up. Right. And then and recover would...
0: as fast as possible. Right. And they wouldn't put on like all this. They wouldn't lose all the gains they just made. They wouldn't
1: if like uh let's let's say let's say this this girl she took, had to take it down to 1,200 calories, and her maintenance is like 2,000 calories. Right. We couldn't add 800 calories right onto that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mind me, guys, like these are arbitrary numbers, okay? So don't take them seriously. I'm just giving you guys some figures so you can work with it. Yeah. If we take her right to maintenance or below calories, if she's at maintenance, how could she gain fat? Right. Right? You, If you think of it like that. Right. Uh, so, I
0: guess a common thing would be, they're so deep in the cut, they're, like, tired of being in the cut, they just, you know, forget it. We're just going to eat. I guess that's when you would gain mm-hmm. a lot of weight. You, yes, like and,
1: and and the reason you gain so much fat is because if you're just going to say, fuck it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to eat yeah. whatever I want, then you're, you're doing a lot of damage. Right. Because your metabolism is lower, mm-hmm. right, and you cannot honestly cannot process um all that overeating. Yeah. But if you're still tracking which you should be and keeping a watchful eye, you can add in more calories. So for someone that depleted, I would not do a reverse diet where we're slowly adding more and more calories each week. Mm-hmm. Like let's say she's at 1200, yeah. and her maintenance is like 18 mm-hmm. 2000. Uh, uh I'll just stick with 2000. Yeah so rather than me adding 100 calories for her every week Mm -hmm. which is going to take eight weeks so two months for her to get back up to maintenance why don't I just straight up just give her six to eight hundred and she's going to feel a lot happier she's going to feel much better in training right? rather than really dragging it out because they're still going to be in a deficit they're going to feel like shit for two more months so you just want to get them normal as soon as possible without putting on so much body fat right
0: Okay, and then say that's, say that goes well. You bring them back up to maintenance for I don't know a week to four weeks. Mm-hmm. How does that timeline look? And then at how do they continue to lose fat after the reverse diet or after going back to maintenance? Like, do they well, just start the process all over
1: again? Um, I would say they, they have to be mentally ready and th- right and physically ready. Mm-hmm like if you're feeling that bad yeah there's no way i could tell you at that point to do it again right it's like just finishing a marathon yeah and before you even get a sip of water sit down let it take it in Mm -hmm. i'm telling you you got to run another Mm -hmm. marathon so you you guys got to be realistic with your goals i honestly think you should be in a calorie surplus a majority of the time building muscle Mm -hmm. because the more muscle you build the more muscle you have each successive cut will just become easier and easier. Yeah. And we've
0: like, I've really seen that from these progress where that first cut was very difficult and it took him a long time to like acclimate just to the cardio, to the, to eating, to everything. And then each successive cut like
1: to become easier. And yeah.
0: Easier. So you like you say your first cut, it took you 12 weeks. Now you're saying like you can get to that leanness in six to
1: eight weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, To give you guys some figures. So my first cut, uh, I used to walk around at like 178 pounds carrying a lot more fat than I needed to. Uh, So that first cut, I actually dieted for five and a half months. Mm -hmm. So what is that? That's That's like like, 22 weeks. That's 22 weeks, right? Where I reached the point where like the person asking this, I just I couldn't handle it anymore. I was done. Yeah so i went from 178 pounds to my lowest at like just under 151 mm-hmm. so almost 30 pounds loss. and and then at that point there was absolutely no way i could do another cut yeah. right away so i just let my body stabilize normalize so my hormones felt good again so mm-hmm. i was ready again both physically but more so mentally to go on another cut yeah. And my next cut, just from the knowledge I learned from the first cut,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I got just as lean in seven weeks. Yeah. So take that in, guys, from from 22 weeks to seven weeks. Yeah. A, th- a third of the time. Yeah. I
0: also like, I think when you were cutting, I don't know if it was you who said it but or someone else, but it was like, okay, if you want to walk around at 12% body fat, You're really looking to cut to eight to nine percent. Yeah. So you can, so you have to cut down, so you can kind of like normalize back up. Mm -hmm. Because it's gonna. So. Because if you only cut to twelve percent, like chances are you're gonna. Go back up. Go back up. So. You really want to hit like. A lower percentage, and then work your way back up.
1: Uh. So, um, could you clarify that question? Like, what, what do you mean?
0: So, if someone's looking to be. Say someone's looking to walk around at twelve percent body fat mm-hmm. year round. They can't. They could, but it's not ideal to just cut to
1: twelve percent and stop, right? Yeah. So, so the reason being is that that if you want to be at twelve percent, that means you're higher.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you just go to twelve, well, I I think twelve. Is not too difficult, but okay. I, I think you're more so regarding to when you're super lean. Yeah. So let's let's say you wanna have abs mm-hmm. a majority of the time, you gotta take yourself lower so you can build back up. Mm-hmm. So you gotta ask yourself, what is my normal set point weight? Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I'm 165 right now and I know I have abs at 158. Mm-hmm then I would have to diet down to I gotta lose like seven pounds Mm -hmm. but then when I'm coming up I'm leaner yeah but you have to allow your body to stay there for a certain amount of time right because if you wanna oh the, the main point being you cannot sustain that level of leanness we're talking about being as lean as possible a low level of body fat mm-hmm. you can't stay there for long because that constantly means you're in a constant deficit right so you there comes a point you have to take yourself back up so but each time you come back up you're gonna find that you're leaner coming back up than you were going down right so like my first cut I was like um 178 down to like low 150s hmm so then right after, I went back up to around mid-160s. Yeah. But then my next cut, because I've lost such a significant amount of body fat during that time, I've only had to lose about 13 pounds now rather than 30. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm eating back up, I was still lighter than when I first started. And every cut, it gets like that.
0: Okay.
1: But yeah, you guys have to get to your set you have to get to that new weight and you got to keep it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can be more lax and start adding weight on. Yeah. Because like, let's say that person wants to walk around at uh, 12 mm-hmm. and they start at 20% body fat. Then maybe they have to take themselves to 9, mm-hmm. 10%. And then once they're more lax with the diet, then they're going to hover around that 12, 13 but it's still lower than their initial start of 20 percent right so you do that process enough right then then later on that that new low of 12 13 might become 10 11 right you do that long enough then you might get to nine Mm -hmm. and then now maybe nine percent body fat is sustainable for you right
0: right so with nutrition i always like what i've been noticing more is that noticing more through what we talk about and just other people's experiences. Generally, someone, if they're just starting out with like getting on top of the nutrition, it kind of has to be very strict, right? As as like, so it has to be really strict. They got to see the gains. They got to make the gains. And then the next time they do it, but due to th- all the things they've learned, they won't have to be as strict,
1: and it just like gets easier as they go. Um, I I would say that's that's the the thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I wouldn't word it as not being as strict. Yeah, you're still strict enough in the right things. Like obviously you have to be in a calorie deficit. You have to hit your macros. Mm-hmm. But now you're not gonna. What I mean is you're not gonna trip out over like oh, you're over by like a gram, right, or two. Mm-hmm because you it's more so about be the consistency over time Mm -hmm. because uh theo and i always say that of long-term consistency will always triumph over short-term intensity right doesn't mean you can't have intensity Mm -hmm. but you can't be going hard all the time that's why i don't track macros year-round yeah or uh, there's when I'm cutting, I'm locked in mm-hmm. for X amount of time until I get to my goals. I hit all my numbers perfectly. Yeah. But then once I get to my goal, I can be more relaxed. Okay. Um, but in in terms of strictness, you you just because of your past experience and your knowledge now, mm-hmm. there's less for you to think about. So in a sense, you're more you're less strict because you have more knowledge and now you have. Of uh, the freedom to utilize that knowledge. Right. You Meaning just better at it. Yeah, like um I know if I eat this meal every day, it's gonna be around this much food. Whereas the first time around you actually have to learn how to make that meal right. and portion it out. Right. Where now you kinda just know and you start uh you start uh like like before for like, let's say a package, I would I would weigh it out. Mm-hmm. But now, if I know I always eat half the package every day, I know it's this amount, I might not even weigh it. Yeah. But it takes time to get there. Right. One thing I tell my clients is that we count macros to not have to count macros. And what I mean by this is, if you've been so strict for a certain amount of time, you learn how much certain foods are. Mm-hmm. Or you can eyeball pretty well so there, there comes a point where you're you you do not have to be so uh neurotic about the tiny tiny things like a gram or two here yeah because i like i said it's about the long-term consistency right, right. if i'm always eating half that package mm-hmm. and i'm eating losing weight having half that package yeah is it and like let's say that half portions 50 grams whatever Mm -hmm. I'm not going to trip if it's like 52, 53 grams because over time it's going to equal itself out. Yeah.
0: Alright. Yeah, a lot of people like, will see these pictures on Instagram and they'll ask me like, or they'll just say, shit, he's, he's fucking Jack, like, how do I get like that? And I'm like, dude, D is on top of it like 110% all the time. Like, the training's there, you're on top of your sleep, and your nutrition, as you said, you just have so much experience now that you're mm. on top of it. So it's like I always tell people, he's on top of it. For me personally, I'm probably, I'm probably 80% there. I'd give myself 80% for you when I look at all the things you do and I know what's involved. I'm like, you're 110% on it. And that's why your physique is the way it is. So, I always just tell people like, "Dude, you gotta get all three, as you said earlier, sleep, food,
1: and training. That's right. And don't be so hard on yourself, guys. If you're just starting out because it took it took me mm-hmm. many years. yeah, to, it's true to get to this point, yeah, where I know things almost in and out like this. Mm-hmm. but obviously, I'm I'm nowhere close to guys who have been doing it longer than me So I'm only gonna continue to get better. So like I love knowing that
0: right. I think that's a We're at the 50 50 minute mark, so we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon, but I think that's um A lot of people are just so hard on themselves, you know, like they just beat themselves up all they'll Fuck up one time and it's like that's it. They're over they suck it's over you know what i mean it's it's hard to teach people like you know it's okay you fucked up but then you're gonna get right back on it in 30 minutes
1: Mm -hmm. it's it's not it's not about um how many times you mess up like of failure is like the best lesson man honestly it's about if you fall down seven times Mm -hmm. get up eight times what's what's beautiful about being your own person is that you have the power to create change right now if you simply decide to mm-hmm. okay you messed up that last meal just know you can go in the kitchen right now mm-hmm. and immediately be better by cooking a better meal right just like that yeah you miss one session it's okay go go again tomorrow just get back on the horse
0: yeah I, I think as a coach it's just so frustrating to hear like when people get down on themselves cuz they messed up the one time it's just like damn how do i help this person like understand that it's not that big
1: of a deal mhm like guys it's not it's not going to be all sunshines and rainbows all the time mm-hmm. like you're going to have you're going to have bad days yeah as long as you have more good days than bad days
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're going to be fine
0: you come out on top at the end of it
1: that that's yeah. like we said it's all about that long-term consistency. Just do it. Theo and I have just been doing it right? Mm-hmm. A majority of it, right? Yeah. For a majority true. of the time. Right, right. And for long enough, and that's all it is.
0: Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to add to um what we talked about or anything we missed?
1: Um since this since this um episode was pretty much a lot about nutrition. Nutrition a lot of it comes down to your own preference and choices. Okay, mm-hmm. I always say the best diet is the one you can stick to. Yeah. Okay, so whatever that may be, and it's helping you get to your goals, and as long as you're meeting all the right um, goals in terms of your macronutrients, your fats, your protein, like mm-hmm. let's say you you don't like you you don't like high carb like me like that doesn't work for you you blow up e-carbs then eat less carbs yeah right just make sure your sleep your protein everything's on point Mm -hmm. it doesn't not everyone is the same okay but end of the day we're also um uh, physiologically we're human so you're sometimes yes you do need more protein you do need protein to grow you can't just say oh i don't need protein you might need More or less than someone else, but the end of the day, you still need it. So you cannot ignore factors like that. Right. But pick what works for you. Absolutely. And you're only going to learn that through trial and error. Mm-hmm. So they just got to do it. You just got to do it. You just got to do it long enough. Yeah. Even if you mess up, keep doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So if anyone's interested in like learning more about nutrition or getting coached by D, where can people find you?
1: You guys can find me on Instagram at Mm t.fitness. Shoot me a DM, whatever. I'd love to help you out, get you to whatever goal you may have. You can also visit my website, www.powerphysique.com. For more info, check out uh, the services I offer on there. Mm -hmm. Got a ton of sick client testimonies. Uh, And lastly, if you wanna really kind of get a peek into my world you can also head to my youtube channel and go on power physique uh, search power physique on youtube mm-hmm. uh, i have a ton of eating videos on there full day of eating yeah. me tracking macros so if you want to have a look into how i eat mm-hmm. you should check that out too
0: yeah amazing so t.fitness on instagram powerphysique.com for his website and power physique on youtube Honestly, D is like one of the guys that I go to whenever I have a question or someone asks me a question, I always go to D. He's just got the real world experience as well as like constantly doing his research and learning more. So don't hesitate, check him out. He'll change your life. But anyway, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Drop a review on iTunes as well. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. Take care.